And we are super psyched to welcome our newest sponsor, Thunder Road Guitars. Thunder Road Guitars is the Pacific Northwest best source for premium, new, used, and vintage guitars, amplifiers, and pedals. Online or in their Seattle, that's West Seattle, or Portland stores. You'll find fantastic customer service and a terrific vibe. I know because I'm in there a lot. Grab a cup of coffee, swing on in, don't spill your coffee, and check it all out. And now if you use code TOURSTORIES10, you can get 10% off at thunderroadguitars.com. Yes, that's me playing guitar. Hello, big news from our friends over at DistroKid. They now have an app. This app works on iOS and Android, of course, and it's available in the Apple Store and Google Play Stores and all the stores where you buy apps. Go check it out. It's got a lot of cool features. You can upload new releases. You can get notified when you've earned royalties. Awesome. You can withdraw from the app via push notifications. A little dangerous for me, but rad. Anyways, go check it out. It's all at distrokid.com app. And don't forget, you can still get 30% off your DistroKid account by going to distrokid.com VIP slash tour stories. Have a great one. We continue to celebrate our friends and partners over at Isotope, and we got some big news for you. The gold standard of audio repair, RX11, is coming in May. In the meantime, you can buy RX10 now on sale and get RX11 absolutely free when it's released. Tour Story listeners get 10% off by using code FRET10. That's F-R-E-T-1-0. All at isotope.com. That's I-Z-O-T-O-P-E dot com. Hello, Tour Story listeners. Thank you for your continued support, and welcome to Season 4. I'd like to take a second to thank our friends and sponsors over at Isotope. Here at Ruinous, Chris and I rely heavily on easy-to-use tools like RX and Ozone for all of our audio repair, mixing, and mastering. Now, Tour Story listeners can get 10% off Isotope plugins or try Music Production Suite Pro for free for 30 days using code FRET10. That's F-R-E-T-1-0. To get your discount and check out all of their easy-to-use products, go to isotope.com slash ruinous. That's I-Z-O-T-O-P-E dot com slash ruinous. And use code FRET10. And thank you for listening. Yo, Cody. Hey, Joe. How's it going? Really good. How are you? Good. It's so good to see you. I know. I know. It's good to hear your voice, too. It's been a very, very long time. It has been a long time. Do you know, you have a guess as to when the last time we were with each other? It was probably when we recorded The Built-In Sun. I think so. In like 2014 or or whatever that was. When you did the magnificent guitar playing. Thank you again for doing that. It's so (laughs) good. Yeah, that was really fun. Yeah, I went back and, and listened to it. And just was remembering that time and it was it's crazy to, you know, you, you sort of put something away, you do something and then you don't think about it for many years and then something yeah. reminds you of it and you go check it out. And it was really fun. I was so psyched when you <laughs> like made my dumb guitar ideas magnificent. <laughs> you know, I, one funny thing about your guitar playing is I remember this 
It's odd. I remember because Richard Swift mixed it. Oh, cool. And we, I went down there with the tunes and, and uh, mixed it. And I remember one time just him going, fucking Cody, and not looking at me. Like I was sitting behind him while he was <laughs> really? mixing. Yeah. He was like, these fucking guitar parts. Fucking Cody. And it's just like his big curly <laughs> head shaking. It's wow. Very that's memorable. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. That's so cool. Very flattering. Yeah. Or so maybe how you he doing, was like, man? this idiot. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, I'm well, man. Um, Where are you? I am in Los Angeles. Oh. Yeah. I like LA. How yeah, long have you so, been in Los Angeles? Uh, uh, since 2016. Oh. I moved down here. So I think shortly after we did the built-in sun stuff yeah i came down down here what do you think i love it yeah it's we're, we're in the hot season right now which has That's been right. k- kind of rough but you know it's i chose this life it's <laughs> it's hard when you're in los angeles like uh i'm in seattle and the light mm-hmm. well the light changes everywhere at this time of the year and the sun gets lower yeah but the weird and kind of I don't know why it's annoying to me because I, I like Los Angeles, but when the light changes, but it's still hot, that mm-hmm. freaks me out. Yeah. You know? It's like, whoa, it's 98 degrees, but the sun is, you know, five degrees lower. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I, I don't have air conditioning in my in my place currently. And so it yeah. gets hotter indoors than outside sometimes, which is always fun. We'll come yeah. up and visit. It finally dropped about 10 degrees in Seattle. I know. I'm actually, I'm coming up on Tuesday. Oh. Uh, yeah, my wife and I are flying up to to visit family. So we'll be up there All next right. week. Yeah. Well, I'll be at my studio most of Tuesday. So you can swing by and maybe we can fix some of the guitar parts on the building. For the <laughs> we can re- yeah, for <laughs> I sure. I have a couple notes I just never got back to. <laughs> um, it'd be good to see if possible. Yeah. Um, what have you been doing down there? In LA, um, you know, the last few years I've actually been working in reality television. Oh, um, I've been working on for the Bachelor franchise. Are so you serious? Work, yeah, um, I moved down here and just needed a job in 2016 and worked as like a production assistant for a little while, and then I broke away from it. And started tour managing. So I was tour managing at the drive-in and then King Cruel. I did that for a couple years. And then both those bands went off the road. And I was kind of like, what am I going to do? Yeah. And, you know, I'd worked really hard at, at becoming a good tour manager. And so I had some of those skills. But I wasn't really trying to learn a whole new band's deal and yeah babysit another group of yeah, of, yeah. of people and i you know I, I hung out with a friend of mine that worked on the bachelor and he was like hey we're, we're hiring someone maybe you could just come like work a season and then i ended up working a season and then another season and then another season and then the pandemic hit and we shut down and then basically that show figured out the bubbling world and we started working within yeah. a few months of everything and kind of rode that through all of the shutdown at the last few years. And yeah, just been wow. doing that until, until recently when, you know, the, the JR Slayer stuff that I'm doing kind of putting out a record for real finally, and gonna, you know, take some time off and put some, some effort into that. Yeah. So 
Wow, that's ex- that's uh, truly exciting. Um, I'm kind of neutral on the Bachelor franchise, but man, <laughs> I have yeah. a lot of people that are very, very close to me that are not neutral at all. And yeah, yeah, it's a it's a very popular show. That's fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, and and a lot of fun to work on, and you know, a lot of great people work on it, and travel a bunch, go to cool places, and. You know, is is a really fortunate and cool place for someone like myself to fall into yeah. and have the opportunity to to do something like that. That's awesome. Yeah. And you still get to travel. Um, you know, one thing that's special about you that I've always known, because you've always seemed like you were 15, not in your <laughs> behavior, but you were always the young kid. You remember me as 15. I remember yes. meeting you at the Seattle Center and you were probably 15. But yeah. um you have toured professionally since you were, you know, professionally in our world at least. But right. you you have professionally toured since you were 15 years old. That's like seven years ahead of when I started touring. Mm-hmm. Did, how do you look back on that? I mean, I, I think it's truly one of the – it's something that a lot of people won't be able to understand, I think, unless they, they were doing it. But – you know, we were very young and we, we got involved in playing music and sort of the, the punk rock scene. And we were sort of hanging around older people who were doing it. And when I look back on it, I, I really think it's like the greatest experience ever. And yeah. I, I wouldn't trade it for anything. You know, it was it was definitely the most exciting thing to do uh, with your friends when you're a teenager. Uh, is to figure that out, you know. I and my mom wouldn't even let me go on the first tours. That there was like a Waxwing tour that I was when I was fifteen. My mom said no, and then the next summer I was sixteen, and then I was wow. able to go. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. And then at Blood Brothers, we did like a West Coast tour, and you know, yeah, we drove in a a minivan and a pickup truck down the West Coast, and it's really it's really strange that a bunch of teenagers could pull something like that together and <laughs> do know. that and communicate with people in other cities with just via telephone and email wasn't even really a thing. And I don't even know how we figured out directions. Yeah. Like how do we, how do we get places? I know. <laughs> I remember printing out MapQuest and, and things yeah. of that nature, but even then, how are you, I don't know how we managed to do all that. Uh, but it's, it's something I'm really proud of and, forever grateful that I was part of a community that sort of embraced that as a lifestyle. Yeah. Um, you know, and we didn't intend to do it professionally at the beginning. It wasn't an ambition. We were just playing punk houses on the road and, you know, driving around the country in our van that would break down every couple days. And I know <laughs> eventually somehow somebody thought it would be a good idea to invest some money in us. And <laughs> then we started doing it on a more professional tip with right. a real van and a trailer and then eventually a tour bus. And <laughs> the value of those skills of tour of being out in the world by yourself. And it's not just like learning how to back up a trailer uh yeah next to a van that's handy of course but just i think <laughs> yeah there was always the one person who was was best at it and they yeah always had to do it yeah you know, whoever was good at it but i think the value was kind of like i mean it built confidence because i remember it wasn't always like super fun because you were tired and it was like the first time when you were exhausted and mm-hmm. you'd be like 
man, I haven't eaten a normal meal in a long time and all those things. But then, <laughs> uh-huh. then you get home and you see the rest of the world and you're like, ah, that wasn't so bad. Yeah. And now look at us. We've done it forever. <laughs> Truth. <laughs> Truth. It is certainly a young man's game. Yeah. Well, as you said, you've got a new record, Not Rotten. Mm-hmm. When's it come out? Uh, September 9th. All right. Yeah. Well, I've been listening to it a ton. Uh, Thanks, man. And right off the bat, these are love songs, I think. But there's a lot more to it. Um, mm-hmm. And I want to talk about that. But first, I want to actually play Not Rotten, the title cool. track. Here we go.
tune. Uh, overall, again, I, I, I see it as, on first glance, as love songs, but also what sticks with me more is it seems like you're feeling like the world's ending or you're, or you're <laughs> looking at the world ending and, uh, and love might be the only thing left. Uh, am I, am I on target there or? I, I mean, I, it's sort of conceptually, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I don't really live in a state of of doomsday, but I I really like the the idea of you know things getting really bad and people having something to hold on to and and something to take them out of whatever their troubles are, uh, even if momentarily. But I wouldn't say in general I'm I'm thinking about the world ending. Okay. Uh, but it does feel that way in a lot of ways. Um. It does. It does. <laughs> it feels that way. And, and it, what it got me thinking about is, not that we're old, old, but um, mm-hmm. I wonder if that happens to everyone as you get older, if you're just looking at the world and like, oh my God, this sucker might stop spinning before I do. <laughs> I think it's something you probably become aware of as you get older. Yeah. Um, and you And you have more experiences with death and just sort of old age in general things yeah. changing and you, you 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 have more of a sense of your your mortality yeah. it's funny though because i i turned 40 this year and i feel better than i've probably felt in in many years in most of my life and yeah. a close friend of mine turned 40 as well and and it's it's the end of the world for him and he, really? he can't talk about it he he can't you know we have very like opposite views yeah. on our birthday and getting older and it, it couldn't be any more different because he's just terrified. Right. And he, he sees it as like a, the, the clock is ticking. And, whereas I'm like, no, I feel great. <laughs> yeah. I also wonder, I feel like in the last few years, I've been, you know, the state of affairs in our country, particularly put that in perspective, at least and be like, wow, the world could end before I end. I, I'm not really yeah. believing it, but it also makes me wonder in 10 years if I'm like, God, what an idiot I was for thinking that I'm, I'm going to be. Well, forever, well yeah. You know? And I think I, and I think that's probably something that every generation thinks that it's it's going to happen. And yeah, obviously, we're always closer and closer to it happening because it pro- most likely is inevitable. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. I think everyone probably just thinks that they have it the worst. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. And either either it's constantly getting worse, or our experiences are becoming more diverse, and our understanding is larger, so it seems worse. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think. <laughs> yeah. Um, the other thing about your record, which I was surprised, is when I first put it on, I was like, "Whoa, this is pretty pretty poppy and and kind of on the pop punk spectrum," which mm-hmm. I enjoyed thoroughly. Uh, cool. I haven't, I haven't listened. <laughs> I haven't had pop punk in my life, and and. Uh, I think I need more of it, but not to corner this record as a pop punk record because I don't yeah. think it is. And then on deeper listen, what I realized is, man, there is a lot of really cool, thoughtful, like '80s melodies and texture to it. Mm-hmm. Um, have '80s music been an influence? I I think so. I mean, I I really love synthesizers and electronic music when this project started it was pretty much all synthesizers and drum machines oh really yeah i I made like a a record just in a studio by myself pretty much and mixed it and put it out and it was all synthesizers and i i released it on Bandcamp, but so i just i've always really really liked that that sound you know the, the the 
the poly six and the all that kind of stuff. And so, yeah, I would say for sure there's not really like I wouldn't say I'm trying to do like a throwback type thing at all. Yeah, but, it doesn't but, cert- but certainly those sounds of of the synth and you know, there's no electronic drums on this record. Uh, mm-hmm. It's very organic in that way. But um, all of my synth pads and all that stuff are are full on Jesus and Mary Chain. Yeah you know 80s throwback (laughs) yeah sure i mean it's yeah because the textures on this record it runs pretty deep is ultimately what i'm saying and Mm -hmm. i i just it was a nice surprise because again i I probably put it on on my phone and you know you can't that's not a good listen and then yeah get deeper in it and it's it's really sounds killer Um, well not you a lot of that is will yip i mean he he really knows how to make stuff sound great yeah you know and put a mix together and i i was when i got the first rough mixes i i couldn't believe i was like this is my band yeah like this sounds so that's crazy like i i never imagined doing any type of proper studio recording with this project so yeah i mean from from the jump working with will was such a exciting opportunity and so every step every time and it took us a while to finish it but every time i heard something new it was just like man i can't believe like the electric guitar sounds so crazy and the acoustics blending with it sounds so good yeah, yeah. i just was like very very flattered and just he's amazing did you go out did you go out to his studio and make it traditional yeah. style with with uh who else plays on the record yeah so jason klein uh plays bass in the band my sister brandy sings on the record uh and we had benjamin walsh the singer from tiger's jaw he's actually playing drums on the record oh um because they're close and yeah we didn't i I didn't have a drummer and he was just like come out i'll have a drummer (laughs) yeah and so yeah it was a very traditional sort of setup i went into the studio will and i basically picked apart the songs and moved things around and changed things. And actually there was, there was a song or two that had no vocals or melodies and he, he had written melodies for them and I wrote lyrics and yeah. we like really collaborated in that way. And the, the bridge on back when is that song was literally just repeating the verses and he was like, I got this bridge idea. And it was just like a crappy version of him playing yeah. the guitar chords and he was like, what do you think? I was like, I love this. And then we built it. And, you know, so it was, I'd never worked with a producer in that way where we were taking out courses and moving the bridge and working on melodies together. And he really, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, just because in my old bands, it didn't really work that way. And the music wasn't really set up to be a more traditional kind of producer, songwriter collaboration. Right. Yeah. Know? And we keep going back to back when um mm-hmm. i think i've listened to that song so much because it's got a, it's got a little ramones or something to me but i i just haven't been mm-hmm. listening to music with that the, that rhythm lately and it's just yeah it's so nice and i think that song i mean they're your lyrics so correct me if but uh <laughs> that seems to be maybe the lightest song on the record lyrically at least but um yeah it's not it's not heavy and it, it's yeah. not crazy it's not crazy deep it's, it's a little it's, teenagery kind of so, bratty. So, yeah just sort of sort of fun like throwback to when we were young yeah and you know not feeling like i don't feel too much different but also just remembering that time fondly and how fun it was and it works man i love it 
<laughs> Thanks. Yeah. And that bridge. That uh, now that bridge, you say that, that I can't imagine it without that bridge. I know it's 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 crazy because I I had written those riffs many years ago. Actually, I think I wrote the riffs for that song when I lived in Seattle still, and it was wow. just something that had been sitting in my hard drive for for many many years. And uh, during the pandemic, I managed to get up to Vancouver where my my fiance and now wife at the time lived and I just had my my laptop and I would sing demos into the the mic on my computer and I was kind of looking for songs I was like maybe I'll just try to make something up to this and then I came up with those verses and then it was just the verses and that was what I gave to Will and he was like we gotta make this a song but it was it was cool to finally use that because I have so much material that just sort of dies on hard drives yeah and and <laughs> i know what you, you know mean. I'm, I'm very i'm thrilled that that one actually became a song me too yeah do you have any plans to or have you played any shows or do you have any plans to tour or play any shows? um yeah we're gonna in september on the 10th we're gonna do like a little release party here in los angeles at a there's this cool sort of dive bar called permanent records roadhouse and mm. it's a record store and a dive bar and it's a really awesome little spot. It's kind of Twin Peaks, just peak, peaks-ish inside. So we're going to have a party there and and play. And then we're actually going to do some support shows for Seos in, in October. Oh, right. Uh, yeah, because they're coming down to do that when we were young festival. And mm-hmm. they've got some shows on the West Coast that that we got offered to play. So I'm really looking forward to that. So we're just working on the live show right now and trying to do more and um same uh band members um well no because benjamin's not in the band he just played on the record but so i've been playing uh, with this guy alex uh recently and he's amazing and jason of course is in the band and uh, actually working on keyboards right now it's it's sort of it's one of those things that I haven't been able to find someone yet that's available right. to do it. So I'm kind of toying around with putting things on tracks and, and going that, and going that route with it as a backup, but obviously a player's preferred. Um, yeah, but I haven't, I haven't nailed anyone down yet for it. So I'm, I'm kind of just covering my, kind of cover my tracks. <laughs> All right. Oh, are you playing in Seattle? No, I don't have plans to yet, but I'd like to. Yeah, I was trying to put a show together up there, and I actually had a night at Bad Bar. Do you have you been there yet? Not yet. My friend opened a bar. It's in Lower Queen Anne. It's small, yeah. small little bar. They have like a hundred capacity room in it, and we were gonna come up and play there at some point, but I haven't figured it out yet. <laughs> All right, well, um, I hope you get up here. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, our plans aren't to do any extensive touring out of the gate. I don't yeah. think that's really in the cards for this. It's more kind of like select curated weekend things that we can get out and do and, and and make it fun and not kill anyone and, you know, go into debt. Right. (laughs) (laughs) While, while still, you know, playing in a fun band. (laughs) Yeah. Are you working on anything else musically or Um, non-musically? I mean, I've got probably 15 or 20 new songs that, you know, I, I would like to start putting together once, once we have the band and, because traditionally I've just sort of written everything and it'd be nice to get into a room with people and, and play and try to create something a little more unique. Yeah. Um, so, but really, yeah, I'm just, I'm just working on trying to get this thing off the ground and yeah. going. Yeah. All right, man. Well, 
good luck with it all. And when you travel, please travel safe. And if you come to Seattle, call me. Yeah, dude. And again, thank you for making the built-in sun record. Yeah. A masterpiece. Yeah. I really I really rounded the sound out on that one. <laughs> oh man. I really I really get psyched when I hear a guitar playing on it. So thank you That's again. Awesome. Yeah, man. Um thank you. Okay. Well it was good talking right, really good talking to you. Good to see yeah, you. Yeah, you too. Congrats. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Yeah, of I course. appreciate it. Congrats yeah. on this record. It's it's thank wonderful. You. All right, take it easy, man. All right, buddy. Bye. Later. I feel like that I know it sounds so dumb